Blog Talk Radio. Like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable at slash Atheist Roundtable on Facebook. Or oh, look, equipment issues. So God. it's faith-based. So you're involved with faithism, not atheism, right? It was that you said, saying that you know a lot of Christians, um, they maybe text or they maybe email you, and you know they was pretty much scared of you. And I said, oh, okay, a challenge, okay. No, I believe the Bible. I don't believe the Bible saying that slavery is okay because it gives instructions about how to handle slavery. Andrew, that's faith. You just said you accept evolution, evolution theory. So that's faith. You got faith in a theory. By any chance, are you gay? Uh, what do you think about bow toads? Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me here on the Atheist Roundtable tonight. I'm going to get right to the interview. Just wanted to take a quick second to apologize for the equipment issues that I apparently am still having. But you are not going to win to miss this interview with Callie Wright of the Atheist Manifesto because Callie is the epitome of what Awesome Sauce is. Thanks, everybody, for joining me here on the Atheist Roundtable tonight. You are not going to want to pass up this show because I've got my most awesome guest ever on the show tonight. Uh, you know her as the host of the Atheist Manifesto, and you know her as just the most awesome human being in the atheism movement today. Her name's Callie Wright, and she's going to join me here on the Atheist Roundtable. Yay, Callie! Woo! That was that was a hell of an intro. <laughs> You're setting a very high bar for me there. <laughs> I, I I was thrilled to be able to meet you at ReasonCon and and demolish people and Skepperty with me. Yes. Yes. I'm still bragging about that nearly a year later. I can hang my hat on your brilliance. <laughs> I told you before I was going to ride your coattails to victory, and that's exactly what I did. <laughs> I mean, you helped, though. I mean, you answered questions, too. Yes. Yes, I did. I answered, I answered questions. I think I got the one that you didn't know, and that's what everyone remembers me for. Yes. Wasn't it the final Jeopardy question? Uh, 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 gosh. I think that was the one because they asked the question and I just totally blanked out. And you were the one that answered it and like won the game for us. So like, you can take it. You can take some of the credit. Like, I mean, I'm a narcissist, so by all the mean, by all means, feed my ego. But like, I want to make sure you get a little bit, you get a little bit of credit too, because you deserve it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm I'm looking forward to going to the next Reason Con. So that uh, so that hopefully we can do that again. So uh, let's let's get into this now. Um, at the risk of always asking you about one doggone thing about yourself, <laughs> uh, when when I first tried to, be, to become an ally to the LGBT community, um, L, the L's and the G's and the B's seemed easy. Um, and what I mean by that is that there wasn't a there there wasn't a real change that they were asking me to make as far as how I was going to relate to them. You know what I mean? Yep, you absolutely nailed it. <laughs> and, and I think that that's the that's the difference 
with the trans community is that there is um, uh, there there is something that I have to do as an ally if I'm going to be supportive. I have to change the way that uh, that that I relate to you, and I'm so glad that you feel that way because I was hoping that I wasn't too far off base there. No, I mean that that's really the thing because that's. I think that's why. I mean, that's exactly why so many people. Because if you come to me and you say I'm gay, okay, you're telling me something about you that has literally nothing to do with me, aside from the fact that like oh, I'm going to see you with boys instead of girls. Why do I care? Um, but if you come to me and you say, well, I'm I'm trans and I'm going to transition, you know, then I have to adapt to calling you a new name. I have to adapt to using new pronouns. I have you know, whatever gendered language we use you know we have to change that and it you know i mean we all grow up in a this very gendered society that has very binary ideas surrounding gender and and what's masculine and what's feminine and you you, you look you get trained to look at a person who looks a certain way and assume oh that's a man or oh that's a woman and accepting the fact that trans people exist i mean you almost have to rethink your entire worldview on gender, because like I said, I mean, we, we all grow up in that world. I mean, it's not just, you know, allies who have to make that adjustment. Sometimes it's trans people ourselves that we have to make that adjustment on our own because, you know, something that a lot of us deal with a lot of times is internalized transphobia where I start criticizing myself because I don't fit some feminine ideal or feminine stereotype that I feel like I should have to for me in order to be a quote unquote real woman that for a cisgender woman, which is a woman who is not trans, whose gender identity and uh, body match, um, you know, no one would question those things about them. Like, you know, if, if there's a, a, a cis woman who is a car mechanic and really likes working on cars and really likes drinking beer and spitting and cussing and like talking vulgar about sex, stuff like that. Like generally speaking, no one is going to say, well, that woman is less of a woman because of that. Maybe she's a different kind of woman and is into things that most women aren't, but no one questions her basic womanhood because of those things. And we tend to apply different standards, I think, to trans people. And a lot of times even we trans people apply different standards to ourselves. Like, you know, we can't have short cropped haircuts or wear je just jeans and T-shirts and stuff like that because we always have to project femininity in the way that we feel like maybe the way that our face looks or the way that our body shapes, the way that those things don't project our identity into the world we have to then like make sure that our makeup is always perfect and that we're always wearing dresses and the right kind of earrings and stuff like that so it, it requires a real shift in the entire way that you view gender which is something we grow up thinking that it's like this basic fixed construct this black and white thing like you know there are men and there are women and um, and even people who are super open-minded, you know, they don't necessarily hold people stereotypically to these rigid gender roles, but you still grow up with the idea that like, well, this is a man, this is a woman, and this is what that means, but the existence of trans people challenges that very concept. So, so yeah, I mean, it, it, in a lot of ways, it's a radical shift of how you view the world around you. And you're right. I mean, that's that's why I think it's much more of an adjustment for people, uh, especially if 
you know, a friend or a loved one comes to you and says, I'm trans and I'm going to start transitioning. It may be a little bit different, you know, if someone meets me after the fact because they've never known me as anything different. But, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's my, that's my rant on, uh, gender essentialism. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I it, it takes, it takes a while to get out of this binary view of genders and, um, and, and gender identities. Uh, it takes it, it, it takes a while to to move out of that. Well, if you're not one, then you have to be the other. If I'm not going to use one set of pronouns, then I have to use another set of pronouns. Speaking of pronouns, I take it there are more than one, more than two sets. There are there are quite a few actually. Um, I mean, obviously, most common are you know he him his or she her hers. Um, the latter of which are my pronouns. Um, but there are people who identify as non-binary, who don't identify as either male or female, or identify as both, or um, you know some space in between. Um, most commonly, those folks tend to use they/them theirs for pronouns, but there are other there are other uh, types of gender-neutral pronouns that folks prefer that uh, that you know they they feel like match them. Awesome. So we we, we I've only ever known you as Callie, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I couldn't even... It, it's weird in my head to think that not everyone in your life has always known you as Callie. <laughs> right. I, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, really, when I, when I think of the person whose image appears on my screen now, I think, well, that's Callie. And a story comes to mind of another trans woman who was sued by an internet shithead. Um, ah, yeah. And, and in order to shame her, he used the wrong name. Right. How shitty is that? It's incredibly shitty. And you know, I, I I've I obviously know who you're talking about. I don't want to use names because that case is kind of still ongoing. But you know, suffice it to say, um, Especially if you know a trans person's old name and you deliberately use it as an insult. I mean, that is an unbelievably shitty thing to do or to deliberately use the wrong pronouns for someone. Um, You know, a a lot of people don't recognize the internal struggle and even the external struggle that many or most of us have to go through to get to where we are. And... You know, and that's there's there's a spectrum, obviously. Like me personally, I'm relatively privileged for a trans person. Like I have a decent job where I make a halfway decent amount of money. I can afford to travel and go to conferences, and um, you know I can afford to buy cool audio equipment to do a podcast. And I have um, an overwhelmingly supportive group of friends and family. My community is awesome. So like in in you know on the spectrum of struggles, like I'm relatively privileged, but I still had an incredible struggle and I mean in a lot of ways still do to come to terms with who I am and to to fight kind of for my own identity and you know to invalidate that for someone who's had to fight that much for it I mean it's it's not that far off from questioning someone's basic humanity because this is this is who I am it's not you know, something that I've chosen to be, I mean, I picked my name, <laughs> but like, um, you know, you know, being, you know, being trans, being a woman, those things, those are, those are not things that I chose. Those are things that 
I th- those are facts about myself that I had to learn how to accept and embrace and be okay with. And you know, if you look at just the t- the statistics surrounding suicide and the trans community, it's horrifying. Like four to five percent of people on average attempt suicide. Forty one percent, and I think. Uh, in the newer studies, it's even as high as 44% of trans people have attempted suicide. I'm, I'm not one of those. I, I, I never got quite to that point. But um, I, I definitely got to the point where it was a thought. I never actually attempted or wanted to. But I definitely got to the point more than once where it was a thought. Because, I mean, the world that we live in is hostile to the fact of our basic existence, you know. And you know, it, it may seem a little bit of you know, hashtag first world problems to complain about that in the United States when like, you know, in places in Asia and Africa, even claiming to be transgender, you can get killed for it and people look the other way. But, you know, I mean, I lost my job because of being trans. I lost uh, relation a relationship with my aunt who helped raise me when I was a kid. Um, I strained near to the breaking point my relationship with my grandma because of who I am. I have had to fight and sacrifice a lot to be who I am and to just completely disregard that is, I mean, it's, it, there aren't a lot of things that people can do to me to really, really hurt me. Like if you're going to call me an asshole, Oh, you know, Whoa, Whoa, you know, like big deal, you know, but you, in a very real sense, like, you know, if you, figure out what my name used to be or, you know, deliberately use the wrong pronouns for me. I mean, that's that's an insult to my basic humanity. And it's super shitty. I mean, especially for anyone who would claim to be an ally, but I mean, just super shitty in general. Um, it's, it's it's an awful thing to do to a person. It's 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 a uh, the mo- it's a lack of the most basic respect. Yeah, I mean, I, I've had it done to me before and it hurts, you know. You, well, the the reason I ask is because, um, well, not just in, it, of course, in that instance, everything is just shitty, <laughs> right? But I think on the other side, a lot of people still call Caitlyn Jenner Bruce, and, right? And 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 any time there's a news story um, that has Caitlyn in it, we talk about Bruce. And, and and the other day, just just the other day at work, there was there was a there was a story that came across my Facebook feed. You probably saw it, and would Glamour magazine named Caitlyn Woman of the Year or something. And right. I don't read Glamour magazine, so I couldn't care less. Um, <laughs> right. Someone at work said, "I can't believe they named Bruce Jenner Woman of the Year in Time magazine." And I said, "Well, it was Glamour, and it's Caitlyn now." And she just kind of waved me <laughs> right. off and said, whatever. And I went, well, it's Glamour Magazine, and you're kind of an idiot, so whatever, too. <laughs> right. Well, and and that's you know something that I think a lot of people don't don't make the connection between. Like, okay, so is, is your show PG-13 at all? <laughs> just want to make sure I'm not going to – okay, fair enough. Um, so – Gen- okay, so so generally speaking, if if I meet someone who is a person of color, and I think that person's an asshole, that doesn't make it okay for me to throw racial slurs at them, right? We'll just throw it. We'll 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 we'll, we'll couch it in those terms. 
just like if you think Caitlyn Jenner didn't deserve an award, if you think Caitlyn Jenner is a shitty person, which from certain accounts she might be. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm definitely not lifting her up as some hero or in any way, you know, super representative of the trans community. So, um, you know, Caitlyn Jenner may be a shitty person. And if you think she's a shitty person, whatever she might be. Um, I know quite a few trans people who I'm not at all fond of, some of whom I think are actually terrible people. But that doesn't mean that I get to throw transphobic slurs at them by questioning their identity or using their dead name if I happen to know it or using the wrong pronouns. That's, that, that is a lack of basic, the most basic of human respect, acknowledging someone for who they are. You know, I, I am not, not a huge fan of Caitlyn Jenner. Um, I, you know, I end up, I end up arguing with people on both sides of this issue because it's important for the trans community to have cultural reference reference points. You know what I mean? I never, I never saw a trans, I, I never really saw a trans person on TV until Orange is the New Black. Right. And as far as I know, basically, you know, any portrayal of a trans person in movies or TV shows up to that point really was, you know, you're, you're a sex worker, uh, you're a drug addict, you're, you know, the dregs of society. There was never really a realistic, sympathetic portrayal of a trans person until then, you know, and, and it's, again, like, you know, if you grow up not seeing people like you in the public eye at all, you kind of start to internalize the idea like, well, maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe that's why. And so cultural reference points are important. Visibility is important. And I think Caitlyn Jenner may have added to the conversation some in that way. But on the other side, Caitlyn Jenner is also rich and super privileged and a professed Republican voter. So like those things in my mind Make, maybe she's a person that I would not get along with. Maybe she's not a person that I would think is a good person or like at all. Um, but that doesn't give you the right to have a basic lack of respect for her as a human being. Um, she's a woman. Her name is Caitlin. Her pronouns are she or hers. If you want to say she's a shitty person, she's an asshole. Caitlyn Jenner is a shitty person. Fine. That's all. That's all your opinion. And I can't argue because I don't know her. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just like if you wouldn't use racial slurs against a person of color just because you don't like them, you don't misgender a trans person just because you don't like them. It's, it's the exact same thing. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I agree entirely. So I got, I got one more here. Are, are you ever transitioned? Is this, is this a thing that can be done or is it a journey that just keeps going well I'll, I'll preface this by saying that you will probably ask you know a hundred different trans people this and get a hundred different answers so i want to make it clear that i'm speaking specifically for myself when i answer this um for me there are there are a few dimensions to transition um most notably being there's you know social transition and there's medical transition and you know social transition obviously means just living in society as who you are and having all of the people in your life acknowledge and know your true identity and who you really are as a person 
And then obviously, you know, medical transition is things like hormones and surgeries and, and all of that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, there are different degrees to which different people pursue those things. Um, you know, I know people who identify under the transgender umbrella, but not so much that they undertake either kind of transition. It's just sort of an internalized part of their identity. You know, a, a woman who feels you know, partially, you know, like like she's a man, like as, as far as her identity goes. But that doesn't cause her to, to actually want to transition or, um, you know, change her name or change her pronouns or undergo any sort of, you know, medical uh, transition for hormones or anything like that. Um, and then obviously, you know, there are people on the opposite end of that spectrum who, you know, new name, new pronouns, hormones, surgeries, new clothes, and there's, there's all manner of, uh, of, of, you know, sp you know, spaces in between that, uh, in between that spectrum. So, you know, for me, I, I don't know that that's a question I can fully answer yet because, for example, um, there are, I think, I can't even think of the number. There are quite a few different kinds of surgery a trans person can undergo in pursuit of transition. And um, there are some folks who want no surgeries at all. There are some folks who want tons or there are some few folks who only want one or two or a few or a certain number. Um, and I would say, you know, once a person has reached whatever their goal is, you know, th that's, you know, up to them to decide whether they want to refer to themselves in that way or not. Me personally, um, for example, I want SRS, bottom surgery. I want breast augmentation. I don't know if I want facial surgery or not. So that's a determination that I'm going to have to make at a later time. If I'm going to do it, that's definitely bottom priority on my list. Um, so, you know, if, if, you've, if you talk about the physical transition, for me personally, if I have, I mean, I've, I've been on hormones for almost two years at this point. Um, so, you know, that part of things is, you know, well, well underway. And, you know, once I've gotten the surgical interventions that I need out of the way, then I can say, well, you know, physically I've transitioned as far as I, as far as I want in terms of what can be done. Um, the thing that a lot of people don't realize is, is so you know, the reason that trans people get surgeries in the first place, generally speaking, is because of dysphoria, specifically gender dysphoria, where, you know, we basically feel like the neural map of our brain doesn't match the way our body is actually laid out. And that's why you know, some you know, people who were assigned female at birth decide to get, uh, you know, top surgery. And that's why some folks like myself assigned male at birth choose to have bottom surgery and breast augmentation because, um, you know, there's there's something going on in our heads where our brain expects those things to be there. And it's an incredibly uncomfortable thing that they're not um, <clears throat> or expects certain things not to be there that are. Um, and, and that surgery is necessary to relieve that discomfort. 
And, you know, you can, I mean, you can just Google the considered medical opinion of basically every professional association of medical and mental health professionals, and they will all tell you that for the people who need them, the surgery is medically necessary. Like I said, obviously not all trans people need or want those things, but for the folks who do, they are absolutely as medically necessary as any other medical treatment is. But the thing to understand is that even if I have all of the surgeries available to me via medical science at this point, if I have bottom surgery, if I have breast augmentation, if I have facial feminization surgery, if, you know, all of these things, you know, that still doesn't change the fact that I have really broad shoulders. Uh, It doesn't change the fact that I'm taller than I want to be. It doesn't change the fact that I have big hands and that, you know, my, my stature is a certain way. And those are all things that cause that discomfort and cause that dysphoria as well. So, you know, the fact that one has physically transitioned as far as as possible, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that all of those problems disappear. It certainly can make them more manageable. And like I said, not even not even everyone feels dysphoria surrounding that because everyone's dysphoria is different. But, you know, for me... I struggle with things like that. Like I look at myself and I look at how broad my shoulders are and I look at how tall I am and I look at, you know, my big like fat hands. And I think those are things that I don't like about myself that cause me significant discomfort. And those are things that I'm just going to have to live with. There's nothing that I can do to change that. So, you know, if if you're, you know, the, the original question obviously being if one is ever fully transitioned in that way, you know, I, I guess you would have to, get a little more specific in the in the question and say like well you know you've transitioned as far as as possible or as far as you want um and and even socially i mean talking about the social aspect of things for for a minute you know i have transitioned socially as far as i think is as possible really i mean there's there's no one in my life who doesn't know me as Callie now uh or, you know, the folks who have refused to acknowledge me as such, as such have been left behind in my life. Um, so, you know, socially, I am, I mean, I'm, I'm Callie at work. I'm Callie, you know, to, to all of my friends and all my loved ones and all my family and to my girlfriend. And, you know, so that, that side of things is as complete as it's going to get. But, you know, that still doesn't negate the the sort of extra baggage that comes along with my history, you know, e- even if I wanted to stop doing trans activism and I wanted to, you know, go stealth and not tell anyone about my background and not tell anyone that I'm trans and just, you know, have everyone just know me as Callie, who is maybe a slightly more masculine looking woman, but no one recognizes that I'm trans. You know, there there still would be that baggage of my past. And, you know, the, the the medical issues that go along with that and the psychological issues that go along with that, that will kind of always set me and other trans people apart, you know, even if we are fully accepted as women, as men or as non-binary folks by the people we love, there's always kind of that extra dimension that comes along with it where you're always going to be kind of sort of slightly in limbo even if you're in the best place you can possibly be. And I mean, I feel like I'm in a lot of ways, I'm in the best place I could possibly be. You know, I have 
a workplace that knows my background and is 100% supportive of me. Um, my friends, my family, my community, it's, it's, I mean, it's almost all good <laughs> in that, in that way for me, but that still doesn't take away the baggage that comes with my past and, you know, the, the issues that come, that come along with it. So, um, I guess that was, that was my big, <laughs> my big essay answer to your question. All right, guys, that's the end of part one of my interview with Kelly Wright of the Gatheist Manifesto. Listen, if you haven't been listening to the Gatheist Manifesto podcast, do yourself a favor and go and subscribe now because, as you can tell, Kelly Wright is amazing and you don't want to miss any more of her podcasts. Now, part two of my interview with Kelly is going to go... Uh, on the air Wednesday night at 11 p.m. All right, I'm going to do a special show so I can get part two out this week. I also want to remind everybody that coming up here soon, uh, my first public speaking engagement thing is going to be the second Atheist Facebook online convention in early January, January 2nd, so please look out for that. Uh, Until next time, take care of yourselves because God is here. We are. Good night. Like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable at slash Atheist Roundtable on Facebook or find your host at slash Andrew the Atheist. Send all of your email to andrewtheatheist at gmail.com. This podcast is the official podcast of atheists, humanists, and agnostics of the Wabash Valley. Find us on Facebook for monthly meetups. Music for this episode is provided, as always, by Dick Richards. Thank you, Dick. God is here. We are... Take care of yourselves.